Hey, this is Bobby Hill, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andros Jones. I said good day, Cheryl. Welcome to the Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're here in the studio, tempting fate. Wherever you are, putting questions to the songs, which we will randomly select with the help of our friend, Synchronicity. Back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and we're hanging out in this graveyard adjacent basement in Olympia, Washington, on December 19th with our musical guest, Kendall Winter. Hey there. And now we're joined in the studio by someone who is sporting a lot of Kendall Winter gear. Got all the old school and uh, shorts and tank tops. <laughs> she is a friend of, but she's a friend of both of us, and also a local yoga instructor. Currently, uh, I she's the only one who, even though I don't make it class as much as I like, she's currently my only yoga teacher Sorry. actively. So, welcome to Radio Eight Ball. Thanks Jordan for having Bell. me. Thanks. Hi. Yeah. So, where do you get all this cool Kendall Winter stuff? We have to know the right people. Like Kendall. <laughs> like Kendall. <laughs> and like the guy who was making the t-shirts, Dave Himley, was helping us make some of these. Some of these had already been made. Oh, that's right. Los Pair was with Dave. That's right. Yeah. So you got to know the right people. you got to know the right people. Now, do you get these? Do you go to like live shows, go to our shows and get them there? Or do you? I, I do go to shows, but I don't tend to get bling there besides the music. I think you found some of my free boxes. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Some of these came from, from her refuse. You have a you have a free at your shows. You have a little free box you no, put out there. I, well, I that cuts down on the merch sales definitely. <laughs> if you have a free box. I used box. to live at a house called the Glass House, and we had a pretty overflowing. Um, I lived there with Sarah Sparrow, That's right. and we had a pretty awesome free box just because both of us liked to thrift. There were great finds in there. I'm not sure those those were more just like oh, this would look good on you. Yeah, I think you gave. I think both of these two, you were like, "Take these." Yeah. Now people can't see them. We're we're on the radio. We're an audio format, so let's paint. Let's paint word pictures here. Okay, so I'll I'll start with my my button up top, which is actually a lowest pair piece of bling, and uh, it's got a little, you know, it kind of has a girl scout print. I think. Yeah, nice little flowers and girly, and I I cut it. So it wasn't so long on me, so it fits around my hips. That's a usual thing for me. And then I have some awesome old school race, like runner, like race track, track racing. Track shorts. Running shorts. Yeah. That's have, before they stretch very well. Yeah, like, they don't stretch very well. <laughs> all, right. all mine have So like taking them on and off is not fun. But once they're <laughs> on there, man, they're great. And they've got the old um, logo of Sam, your tattoo of your doggy. Mm-hmm. My, one of my favorite Sam, logos of yeah. yours. And same thing on the tank top. I love this tank top. And it's just an old cool tank top with the same logo. Kind of winter under Sam sleeping looks like. And you're also a musician. That's right. I play a little violin, a little fiddle. Yeah? A little clogging, a little guitar, a little singing. And you play around town? I do. I have a band um, that doesn't play too much called the Gray Sky Ramblers. And I host a jam every month at Traditions. 
Cafe, cool. a bluegrass jam. Very cool. Third Sunday, come on down. Yeah. That's a, and, and this is, this being the third Sunday, it's never going to, you, and you're good since you're going to be doing it forever, too. Forever. Although we do now stop, um, we do take a break in July and go to someone's house or something to avoid Lake Fair craziness, because right down there, it's a mess. So yeah. I've learned after a couple of years, that July, skip the jam. That yeah. Traditions. Word to the wise, stay away yeah. from downtown Olympia in July. Yes. And, uh, and Kendall, you're, you're starting to learn some fiddle, too, you were saying. I am, yeah. Um. I was kind of keeping it secret, but not oh. really. I've been telling people. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't just, mean to out you as a fiddler. Well, yeah, it's like I'm, by the time I'm 50, I hope to be able to play it. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm learning. I'm just scratching away at it. Right oh, okay. Now. Cool. The slow burn. You had borrowed that one from me a while ago, and so I'm glad to hear you're still working yeah, on no, it. I, I, yeah, I know. I borrowed several different ones. I was renting one from, what's the fiddle shop in town? R.L. Ray. R.L. Um, Ray. And um, I finally bought one from my good friend Matt in Minnesota. He sold me at 1890. I think a Steiner copy. Whoa. A, a violin from 1890? Yeah, it's old school. He wow. found it in a punk house in St. Louis and put it back together. And he's biked across the country with it. And nice. he's ready to part with it. So, wow. Excited it's got, to some, meet it's it. got some stories in it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I, did I ask how do you and how do you know each other? You know, uh, through music. Yeah. Through Blackberry Bush's string band. When you're playing with them, I had just moved back to Olympia and saw them play at Traditions. And then through going to some jams and some the Fishbowl uh, Invitational Jam, I actually met Jacob first and then was playing pool with him. And through that connection, got to know the band. And then came as a tour manager for one That's of our That's right. I was on tour with the Bushes. Um, wow. For Good a month on the road. It was really great because cool. we'd stretched at all the guests. Yes. I was... I was very, I had several titles. One was like tour manager, but that kind of ended up being Jacob anyway, but that was my official. And then also the official yoga instructor and the band wildlife biologist. Ah, did, did where did, what wildlife biology? The wildlife in the van. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly observing these guys <laughs> interact. And did you, did, did you deliver sure. a paper on, on? Thankfully, no, there was no final project or paper due. Which we're probably all grateful for. I yeah. would, because I would love to read that. I well, love, I have two like two an academic, theses you can read if you want. Yeah, but I'd like I I would love to hear an academic theses on a, on band dynamics written by someone on tour with <laughs> what was I I mean that was a really a really magical alignment of people. That's where I first yeah we were lucky for a time yeah when I mm-hmm. first heard you play and uh, and yeah but at the same time when this is just the thing about bands. It's like they're the things that keep them together is also the stuff that's there when they're when they when they they're no longer a unit. Like the Beatles, like that unity that was there in the Beatles. You can also see the things that are going to make it so that they that can't be forever. And sort of that idea of someone who is uh, an academic who's used to uh, looking at the behavior of different species, applying that to band dynamics. I think that would be a really interesting paper. It would be. <laughs> I'm glad it's not For someone it. else to write. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm done with enough. these. Enough. Enough of my flights of fancy. Why don't we get into your question for the Pop Oracle? Jordan? Yeah. So my question for the Pop Oracle. So I think a lot about contentment and life purpose and love and, you know, all the things about yoga and connection. And my question for the Pop Oracle would be, in my lifetime, will we see a great connection of people come together in this town of 
both sides of the political spectrum. In my lifetime, will there be this union of love? In your lifetime, will there be a union of love in Olympia? In Olympia, and Washington. Was, and from right both, here in Olympia City. Yes, indeed. Okay, well, now to engage the Pop Oracle, you get to pick a card, any okay, card. I'm going to pick the middle pick one. Pick a card, any card. Pick a card. You got song number two. Song number two. Rocking chair. Yes, that's one of my favorites. In fact... <laughs> That's awesome. That is a song that uh, I have covered. It's a great song. Oh, excellent. Here we go. Bottles of horses and around her neck. A white bandana balancing a banjo on her knee. Darling, a rocking chair. I'm only in the kitchen. 
sure that my friends are in there. Beer, cornbread, picking a tune, licking all the batter off the wood, dim spoon. I got to cut in here for a second. You know a podcast is starting to get successful when the host has to interrupt the show to give you some really important information? Well, here we are at that point. And let me tell you, when I'm editing a Radio 8 Ball show, I keep some pretty crazy hours. And I don't have a personal assistant. I can't send someone out to go pick me up a snack in the middle of the afternoon or a bottle of wine at night or a breakfast sandwich any goddamn time I want. And that's why I am pretty excited about this service, Postmates. It's a personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever I can think of delivery service all year round. So I don't need to make any more trips to the store. I don't even need to know where the store is. Postmates is going to deliver anything to me. All I got to do is download the Android app for free. You can probably get one on iOS if you're an iOS user, and then browse local restaurants and businesses, track my delivery 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates is going to bring me what I want within the hour. Really? What I want within the hour. How do you know what I want, Postmates? I mean, I'm just saying, I live in Washington where marijuana is legal, and my desires are pretty strange and esoteric, but I'm going to have to check this out because it says that anything I'm craving, Postmates can deliver and that they're the largest on-demand network in the known universe, which is, of course, all we can speak of with any authority, the unknown universe being unknown. And they do have more than 25,000 partner merchants. So here's the exciting thing. For a limited time, Postmates is giving Radio 8 Ball listeners $100 of free delivery credit for the first seven days. And to start your free deliveries, all you got to do is download the app right now and use the code 8BALL. That's 8-B-A-L-L, all one word, 8BALL, for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Get anything you need, anytime you need it. Anything, anything, anything. Really, anything. Download the Postmates app and save with the code 8BALL. And now, back to the musical divinations. And that was Rocking Chair from Kendall Winter. The answer to Jordan's question, in her lifetime, will she see a time when everyone in Olympia is able to gather in a place of love across the political spectrum? I sort of paraphrase that, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and that's a song that you're familiar with. Yeah, right? I love you've, that song. You've, you've even covered it, as you said. Yeah. So, well, Kendall, tell us a little bit about the background of that song. Um, well, that's another old song that I wrote when I was working at the Blue Heron Bakery um, and just kind of learning the banjo. So I think I was just kind of feeling empowered and... Um, when you start learning the banjo and you start learning bluegrass and old-time music, you start to realize that you need to put more women in mm-hmm. the, um, and then not just in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most a lot of the not just at the bottom of the river. Yeah, not just the bottom of the river. So you mean in terms of the songs that you're writing about, like the, the women- songs that you're learning, kind of it's like the whole like bluegrass catalogs, a bunch of murder ballads with the women ending up in the river. And right. Because <laughs> they were so loved. <laughs> right. Right. Well, uh, I, I'm just going to, 
witness and agree. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> yes. this song, I'll just say, has great like references out to some of those old songs, like mm-hmm. the banjo on the knee. You know, mm-hmm. I have a banjo. I don't need a baby. Like there's lyrical callouts to some mm-hmm. of those specific things. And Got I, it. I just love the notion of the boys baking the biscuits, the girls going out to town. So, so this is wonderful because I, we, I get, everyone thinks that they get things when they hear it, right? It, and then someone points something out to you and you see it differently, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually getting chills with how much I didn't get in that song that is just totally obvious to you listening to it. Like having that keen, I almost want to go back. I definitely <laughs> am going to look forward to going back and listening to the song now having that key to it because I didn't get it at all. It complete, that completely went over my head. Mm-hmm. I do uh, wonder when a song, when I've sang like that song since it's so old for me, is that I, um, you know, like when new songs you still are kind of enforcing with all the meaning. Yeah. And sometimes we, when you sing a song so many times, you forget to enforce all the different part mm-hmm. of the story. So I wonder. No, I don't. I think <laughs> I think that's probably just a case of my own male privilege, not no, not noticing all the dead women in all these songs. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, she must have fallen in the river. That's all, right? <laughs> um, so, well, you have a deep relationship with this song, Jordan. What did you have? And did you see how it might answer this question? There is a white bandana in the beginning of it. You know, yeah, I liked. I thought of that. Uh, white bandana. You know, I uh, I was just so enjoying the song. I kind of forgot to apply my question to, to listen for an answer. <laughs> I have a couple of ideas, and maybe something will come to you. Help me out here. So, well, I had one idea. Again, I had one idea while I was listening to it, and now I have a whole other idea now that I know what the song is, what the the message or the the ideas behind the song are. Um, So, there was a lot of stuff about going into town, and and I thought, oh well, that's that seems like that's optimistic. I also thought of rocking chair, and I was like, well, you did say in your lifetime it might be. And the old and in sitting in rocking chairs. Yeah, my... oh, I, I have a lot of rocking chairs now. I like to rock. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, and then, but then it was also it just also made me think. Olympia is a. I've, I grew up in Olympia, and uh, I think of Olympia as a, a feminist town, and I feel like in a lot of ways the things that Olympia has been talking about and focusing on throughout my entire life, the rest of the country is just starting to wake up to mm-hmm. and i'd agree with that me too yeah and i and i just i think i think about it a lot i think about how um the ways i think about my, for myself the ways that i've been hurt make it make give me like some level of ptsd and make it harder for me to trust pe- some people to to let people in to engage in a way that doesn't escalate things that isn't reactive to an old trauma. And this was something that came up big for me around the Christine Blasey Ford, uh, her testimony about Brett Kavanaugh, just realizing, again, I mean, I sort of sort of know it, but until you're really, your face is point really shoved in, or it's really shoved in your face, the level of PTSD and trauma of all, you know, of every woman who's, alive right um is just probably dwarfs what i consider to be my own 
level of that. And I know how overwhelming my own level of trauma and PTSD around my own stuff is like overwhelms me all the time. And so it makes me see the, the enormity of the task before us of gathering in a place of love mm -hmm. when we haven't even got to the place where we can get beyond a place of fear mm -hmm. to the trauma that's currently happening, let alone dealing with the trauma, like from a place of safety, then being able to like, okay, well, now I have a whole life of trauma to work out. And then maybe we can actually have a conversation where we trust each other and we, we aren't being reactive. So, uh, it's certainly your question is so close to the question that I, that's there for me. Hmm. Uh, and I, so it, it, there's a synchronicity there hmm. and I want to be optimistic and it's really hard because I know the enormity of my own feelings and I can only imagine that they're reflected in everyone around us. And again, Olympia has been focusing on this trauma so hard my whole life mm. that I feel like we're in the best position to figure it out. But I also feel like we're also, you know, v closer to the trauma. Mm. So all of those things were were there for me. And then on top of it is the fact that something that is so obvious, like there are all these obvious things that I and every man in the world is walking around thinking that we get and we don't. Mm. And probably vice versa. There's probably a lot of things that women are walking around thinking that they get and they don't. I don't know what that is, but I know for me that uh, that I guess the final thing in this is it's for all of us to figure out, but the song is saying that there's a history, a women's history that has never been told. And until that is in the conversation, then that what you're talking about, that that loving gathering can't happen. Right. There'll still be that split between. Between our ignorance and our awareness. Mm -hmm. And we all have it. And there's no shame. Like, I don't feel ashamed at not having known that when I was listening to it. I don't feel like I need to justify it, but I'm, I am in the impact of it, of like, how many other things do I not know that I think I know? It's awareness, like you said, and perspective, because seeing it from someone else's perspective, if you have something you can relate to, makes it much more relatable. And if you can see it like, oh, well, given my own personal history of things with me, seeing it from another point of view opens it up. Is there one particular area of conflict that you feel that, this, that inspired this question? Oh, that's, that's a hard one. A lot of it does um, come down between the relationship between men and women. I mean, think about the, the dating scene here in Olympia. It's pretty commonly known to be pretty frustrating. <laughs> and, uh, and, and again, we're in a place that's relatively pretty forward-thinking and um, progressive. And so you wonder, um, here, if not here, then where? And if not now, then when? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not now. Not here, then where? Yeah. Not now, then when? Yeah. Communication. Awareness. So, well, I mean, it's conversations like these that's, that start it. I mean, that's kind of why I, that's why I like doing this show, doing Radio 8 Ball, is that when you get in a room with people and open up and ask questions and allow synchronicity to, to come into the space, there is a kind of agreement and a kind of, I don't know, jamming, like almost it's like a, like we're in a band together exactly and we're in a synchronicity band. And this synchronicity is one that it takes all of us in this room to generate, right? So like with uh, Alana's question, we're asking the big hard questions and we can't solve all of these in one interaction, but every little interaction where a conversation that 
in other cases might fly off the handle, then it can just happen and we can just look at each other and yeah, that's that's so, a lot. Something I think about a lot too, given my yoga time spent these days uh, studying yoga and philosophy is uh, self-love. You know, it all, begun, it all begins with self-love. So we're talking about yeah. people in Olympia coming together, but it all begins with when are we going to be encouraged to love ourselves and grow up with that being encouraged rather than discouraged so that we have the capacity to love others and, and be okay with where they're coming from and not feel threatened by it. Yeah. And you know, we were talking about co- co-counseling with, the, with Rebecca mm-hmm. Potasnik earlier. And one of the ideas is just that lashing out starts with the lashing in exactly right when i'm feeling like i'm i'm terrible that's when i get reactive when i feel like i have to justify when i look when i feel threatened you know like Mm -hmm. and it's really hard in those times to just to it sounds like it sounds like it's laughable but to just say you know i'm good Mm -hmm. i'm gonna remember i'm good Mm -hmm. i'm I'm a good person, not to for anyone else, but not to convince anyone else that you're a good person, mm-hmm. but to convince yourself because you're crazy if you think you're not. Yeah, it takes peace within to right. find peace outside. And something I often say when I talk to people about yoga is just imagine just the good we could see as as kids more and more be encouraged to do yoga and meditation. But just imagine, if you will, if people like say Hitler or Trump had done yoga growing up, had been encouraged to go inward to meet their own needs to mm-hmm. find happiness. And didn't have to project their needs outward and try to find power. I just think what a difference it could make on a large scale if we were on an individual's level encouraged to go inward for peace and happiness. Yeah. Well, one one song, one yoga session, one synchronicity at a time. You just keep building it. Yeah. Kendall, you've gotten really quiet. I'm just thinking. <laughs> my, head's kind of, my head's totally loud. She's yeah, listening. She's listening smiling in. so bright and listening very loudly, but oh. the listeners are like, wait, wait did Kendall go away? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I don't even know if I want to totally say this, but I guess like I grew up in Arkansas, and um, my I guess my thought was going to this feeling of like, oh, in Arkansas, like all these different alternative cultures, like we need, needed each other, like, immensely like we just like it was like the crew of weirdos like you just stuck together because like it was you against like mm. uh, a lot yeah. a lot the bigger of, yeah. of um i don't know and uh in olympia there's so many creative smart thinking outside the box kind of people that are working so hard to really are i think mm-hmm. trying to be their best self to speak up when mm-hmm. they think something's right or wrong and to like Speak up for themselves, speak up for people. But sometimes I feel like we get really silly about the things that we get caught up in mm, here. Sure. And um, and that's also important to, to articulate and to make conversation happen. So I would hate to, I don't mean to not let that happen, but maybe like taking it too seriously a little bit sometimes. Because, I mean, I, I just think like what we have, I don't know, I really think very highly of Olympia and... Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like what we have is like this incredible place to practice being peaceful to each other and mm-hmm. practice like loving each other. Mm-hmm. And because if we can't do it here, exactly. I mean, I just feel like we're like this is a we're the not I don't know the good guys the bad guys, but I just feel like there is it's a potent place. Yeah, a lot of good guys. a lot of good guys. I really do think that. Like, yeah, I think so too. I love it here. Yeah, and as. Listeners to this show know it's still a small town. 
and it still has small town dynamics, mm -hmm. rumors, yeah, rumors and <laughs> reactionary stuff and yep. people getting their boundaries crossed and ways and reacting to it. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, what was it? Uh, it's Meshuggana. That's what Michigan I'm saying. Is a good <laughs> <laughs> it's totally Michigan. My mom would say rutabaga, or she'd say Michigan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, from your mouth to the ears of all of the listeners from Olympia who will be listening to this in February and saying, "Yeah, I want that too. I want to meet in the meet in the town with the guys back home doing the doing the what are we?" We're cooking. Baking the biscuits. We're baking the biscuits. We're back in the. <laughs> You're wearing the gingham gowns. I know. Well, earlier you didn't. It wasn't recorded, but uh, Joey was in here with his with his head wound, and I was all tending to it. And Kendall was like, "You're a better wife than me." <laughs> like I don't. Have, it's because like, I don't have any cultural baggage around it. No one ever told me I had to be one, so I'd love to be one. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to snake your relationship, though. Okay. Right, well. Joey's all yours. Thank you. Yeah. He was he was giving me he was definitely giving me the the look of like you're taking care of my wound. That's sweet. Yeah, it was very that's you know, sweet. Men taking care of each other. That's so that's also a yeah. part of that. That's and a, women not being, you know, not being uh, offended by the women being awesome. Like, yeah, encouraging yeah. and supporting awesomeness and not yeah. being like that takes away from me. No, it doesn't. We can all be awesome. Yes, we can. There's enough awesomeness to go around. Well, I mean, if we're all awesome, the room's going to get pretty tight quick you know <laughs> in terms of size but i think you meant just in terms of spirit ah yes yes <laughs> i didn't get what you meant yes. all of a sudden we're just all paul bunioning <laughs> out like, there's no room here for all no these awesome people the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the boat just starts sinking <laughs> we're so awesome <laughs> we didn't say kendall lives on a boat she lives it's true yeah well, I would hit the mud pretty soon, I think. It wouldn't have that much room to go Yeah. at low tide. Right. Yes. <laughs> you have to have small parties only. Mm. These so We've been having major storms. And I've been and up in my attic apartment where I live, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm on a boat. Like, I feel like I'm in a boat. Yeah. Just being pelted, pelted, pelted. Yeah. Yeah. So have you been on the boat? I have. It's the dandelion. Yeah. It's a lovely space. And I was just thinking, it's probably rocking around. It's very musical during windstorms. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, all the, all the masts. Like just it's like a orchestra of of clinging and bells and metal things swinging. <laughs> it's a beautiful nice. cacophony. Well, thank you very much, Jordan. Hey, this thank has been you a blast. so much for having me. I'm honored to get to be here. Thank yeah. you. See you in yoga class. You will. Namaste. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. It's a good show. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts, you can get $25 or more off brand new DeWalt power tools by trading in your old ones. You know, those worthless tools you never use anymore? Yeah, those dusty things can actually save you at least $25 on new DeWalt power tools. Hmm, not so worthless after all. 
quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 6 30 